Welcome back to Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. Today we're coming to you live from Grade Five Yellow in the year 2017. Well, this is the first podcast of the year, so I'm super excited. My name is Ruhi, and I'm with Lion. Hello, I'm Lion. I'm Lion, and I'm also with Annie. Hello, my name's Annie. So today we're going to talk about. Um, a little bit about grade five and like the differences we noticed from uh, the uh, grade four. So, Lion, what are you really liking about grade five this so so far this year? It is more challenging about this year, and I like having challenges and solving problems without the way. Cool. Like I also have been facing a lot of challenges, and but facing challenges is fun. So then, what about you, Annie? Um, I think it's challenge also, and I, and I am looking for the living museum. Why? Like, what's the living museum? We we pretend um we chose a significant people, and we have to beat the people, and we have to write the bibliography and memoir about them. Cool. Like I have heard about it, and I think you have to make a biography, a memoir, a timeline, and we have to present it dressing up as the person you chose. So, who are you,、uh, Lion? Who are you pretending to be? Well, I'm not. But his real name is Marcus Alexander Person. He is the creator of Minecraft and Mojang, and he is quite significant for me. He's like a great coder, and I like him. Cool. And what about you, Annie? Um, I chose Florence Nightingale because she did develop a nursing, so we could have a clean place and good food in the hospital. Very awesome. I am Malala Yousafzai, and she is a, a ch- ch- children's activist, and she fights for education for girls in. All around the world, actually. So, Lion, what differences have you noticed from Grade Four? Well, the classes are different, and we used a lot of new things like planners to write down the homeworks and stuff. And there's more work. Yeah, that is one thing. There is more homework and work, but also, then、um, it is still fun. Then, what about you, Annie? What differences have you noticed? Um, when we start at grade four, there's not much challenge and not many work. But now, um, it's start of grade five, and there's all such challenges. What kind of challenges? Like preparing for the living museum and、um, Chinese, and like the significant people. Okay. Like what I have noticed is, this year is the last year of PYP, so we really have to get hard and focus on our work because otherwise we won't be prepared for MYP. And then when you reach MYP, it will be a total disaster if you don't work hard in grade five. So, what are you looking forward to, and what are you nervous about grade five in this year, Lion? Um, I'm looking forward to coding in Scratch. And I'm looking forward to the camp, but I don't know if camp will be good this year. And I really feel nervous about swimming because I'm not actually guys that swim very well. 
yeah, I'm also a little bit nervous about swimming. I've not been so great at it. And what about you, Annie? What have you been nervous about and excited about? Um, I I am nervous about maybe the exhibition, and I'm excited about um learning celebrations. Yeah, this year we're going to have like more interesting learning celebrations because they have many more things to show and like present. So. How are you feeling at this stage of the school year? Awesome. Why? Why do you feel awesome? Because I like learning, um, working on the timeline and all those things. So you like um, feeling like excited because you have many of these timeline things and biography to do? Yes. And there's also many other things we'll do in grade 5. And Lion, what, how are you feeling? Well, I feel grade 5 is epic. Because like, we have to work more independently and we don't, the teacher doesn't help us as much as grade 4. And I like that. That's awesome because you have to learn how to be independent. But also we're learning how to be a little bit dependent too. We also have to uh, focus that when we're working in a group, we all have to work together and nobody gets left out. Well, that was also in grade 5, but still, we still need to work here too. So let's join you after a break. Welcome back to Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. Now we have a very special guest, Mr. Dave. And um, so he's going to talk to us a little bit about his significant person. Hi, Mr. Dave. Hello, how are you doing? Good to see everyone here. And uh, it's a real honor to be on Swiss Rock Radio. It's my first time. Fantastic. Are you nervous about this? Um, a little bit, knowing that it's going to be broadcast out to millions of fans listening and watching. So it's, you know, it's taking my, uh, my art form to another level. So yes, I'm excited. And nervous. So, um, like, um, can I ask you a little bit about your significant person? Sure can. I guess you want to know who it is first. It's Mr. Neil Young, who is a singer-songwriter from started in the mid-1960s, um, maybe even the early 1960s, but sort of made it big in 1967 and has been a big musician ever since. So he's still making records today. Cool, very, very cool. So uh, where is Mr. Neil Young from? He's from, uh, I think, he was born in Toronto, Canada, but really raised and grew up in Winnipeg, Canada, which is right in the center of the country, and it's a very, very cold place, so cold in the winter that you never want to go outside. You just want to go down into your basement and play guitar, and I think that's what he did. So, uh, do you play guitar too? I do. I most certainly do. And I guess listening to Neil Young as a child was the main reason, the inspiration for me to learn to play guitar. 
very interesting. So, because he played. So anyway, do you know any um songs of Neil Young? Do you know like how to play any of them? I do. Yes, I know several of them, and there's many that I've forgotten. Um, <clears throat> he's. I think he's made something like over forty records, forty albums, and um, uh, you know I've learned many songs, and I've forgotten more than I now know. But but I still now know a few because there's a few that have stuck with me. Um, the funny thing, the guy that has been writing songs since 1965 or something, uh, when I was only like seven or eight years old, he's still writing songs. But the, the songs that I know best are from his songs from 1969 to about 1972. And that at that time, I was like 10 to 13. And maybe that's the most informative time in your life. That's the time when you really start to, to listen and look at the world and the world sort of impresses on you in a big way. So when I was 11, 12, and I got my first Neil Young record, uh, that impressed me a lot. And I fell in love with that music and what was being said. And so those songs from 1969 to 1972 are sort of my favorite, all-time favorite songs. Very interesting. So when did you start playing the guitar? Um, I guess seriously, I, let's say about 16, maybe 15, 15 years of age I started. I got my first guitar and I wasn't very good at first and I never really had teachers, but I did have one very significant friend who taught me a lot. And this is an interesting connection because his friend, uh, who my wife knows too as well, um, his name is Howard Young. And guess what? He is the cousin to Neil Young, first cousin. So, and he sounded just like Neil Young too. He could sing just like him so, and play guitar like him. So that just gave me more opportunity to play more Neil Young songs. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think too. Yeah. So uh, now we have a few questions from our audience. So yes. what, is Neil's young, what is Neil Young's greatest achievement throughout his life? Wow. I guess that depends upon your perspective. Um, I'm not too sure you're asking my opinion of what. I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer to this. Um, uh, wow. I think that he has, uh, my Miss Charlotte's giving me signals from the back of the room. I don't know if that helps with helps at all. Um, I think he is, uh, over the whole body of his career, I think uh, the man's been a great humanitarian. He's done all sorts of benefit concerts to help people in need. Um, and he's written in many different genres. And probably musically, the most important thing for me, for Neil Young, is that you listen to him one time, one album, and it's complete rock and roll, just heavy rock and roll. And then the next album he puts out is the most melodic, sweet country music you could ever hear. So he has this sort of, he's been for the last 50 years, he keeps on reinventing himself. He never stays still. He's very creative. So, um, would you like to sing to us right now? I would, and I'd like to invite up 
Miss Charlotte, my lovely wife, because we have been singing, singing uh, Neil Young songs together for, um, well, since um, I've been about 18 and she was about 16. So we've been doing this a long time. So here we go. We'll start with that one. Okay, and, the, and another thing that attracted me to Neil Young, not just the music, the lyrics, because he spoke, I think, to a lot of people my age and my generation, that uh, he spoke about like environmental issues and such maybe way before most other people were even recognizing them. So this first song is sort of nearly a fantasy, apocalyptic song about the earth being destroyed environmentally and people having to leave the earth to save humanity. Something like that. Yeah. Well, I dreamed I saw nights armor coming saying something about a queen there were peasants singing and drummers drumming and the archers split the tree there was a fanfare blowing to the sun that was floating on the As we can see, Neil liked to really deal with some important issues at the time. Environmentalism was just becoming a big issue at, in the early 70s. So that song was written in that purpose. But then he could also just 
write a really sweet love song. And this one is about uh, sort of love gone wrong. So only love can break your heart. And um, we play it with a little bit, a little bit jazzier than Neil would have played it, but that's all right. It's also in 3-4, which makes it... On your own How did it feel To be alone I was always thinking of games That I was playing Trying to make the best of my time But, but only love can break your heart Try to be sure right from the start. Yes, only love can break your heart. What if your world should fall apart? I have a friend I've never seen Cause he hides his head inside a dream Maybe someone should call him and see if he could come out And try to lose that down that he's found But only love can break your heart try to be sure right from the start yes only love can break your heart what if your world should fall apart I have a friend I've never seen and he hides his Charlotte for singing with us and uh, go ahead let's come back to some more questions that was like awesome great I'm glad you liked it are you now a Neil Young fan yeah kind okay. of <laughs> you've only heard half of it good okay so uh, now we have a few questions from a parent Melinda Alford S so do you feel music artists have a responsibility to be involved in politics and share their ideas Tough question. Yes, I think everyone on the planet has a responsibility to be involved in politics. Um, and I guess the question is, when you have fame due to your artistic pursuits, maybe you have a greater responsibility to be involved in politics because you have a 
greater voice than many people, but they have to use that with great care. So if your audience, if you're a famous artist and your audience is a bunch of 13-year-old kids, then you should think very carefully about how you voice opinion around politic or the political questions. But yes, I think everybody has a responsibility, regardless of their pursuits professionally or artistically, that we should be politically engaged. Wow, that was a, a long qu uh, answer and a very that was a very informative one too. So um, there's another question. Many of Neil Young's songs are tied to history. Why does this make them harder for a younger generation to understand? That's a good question. Um, I, I guess if you love to study history, uh, and you've got to remember, when he wrote his music, it usually pertains to what was happening right then. Now it's a historical document. So when we were studying our significant people, we were looking at, you know, I was encouraging yesterday to look at art that has also talked about your significant person, right? So um, it's really important because the voice of the time of some artist criticizing or analyzing a historical moment can be very revealing about the, sig the other significant people that are, that are acting in that time in history. So we looked at Leonard Cohen yesterday, a Joan of Arc, his Joan of Arc song, which gives a different perspective about Joan of Arc. I can think of tons of Neil Young songs that were very politically critical, and many of them were banned. They weren't allowed played on the radio because they were too critical of the American government at the time. Oh my gosh, look at the time. We're nearly out of time. So are you going to sing another song? Yes, I can do. I'll, I'll actually give you an example of a, a political song that got him into a lot of trouble. <laughs> okay, so Neil Young, I guess being a Canadian, moving to the United States, didn't understand, uh, especially in the 60s, 70s, didn't understand the deep level of racism that he saw and the civil rights, you know, Martin Luther King and civil rights were happening at the time. So he wrote a song called Southern Man, and this was a really rockin' song. It was loud, it was noisy, but uh, Southern Man is about those white Southerners from the southern states. Um, the southern states being the Carolinas, Virginia, Tennessee, Kentucky, Alabama, Georgia, Louisiana, where, as Harriet Tubman character knows, that's where there was a lot of slavery back in the day, okay? So it's those states that had slaves. He's speaking to those people that used to be slave owners. Their, their grandparents were slave owners. So here's a song called Southern Man, and I'm gonna sing this one now in the key that Neil Young sang it in, which is super high. He had a super high tenor voice. So I'm not gonna do it justice, but it gives you an idea. So it sort of goes, Southern man, better keep your head. Don't forget what your good book says. That means the Bible. Southern change going to come at last. Now your crosses are burning fast. And then the verse goes into, I saw cotton, I saw black, tall white mansions and little shacks. I heard screaming, or no, Southern man, when will you pay them back? I heard screaming and bullwhips cracking. How long, how long? Ah. So here's 
what this song sound, sort of sounds like. on like that into about a 20-minute guitar solo, and I'm sorry that it is way too high for me to sing, but it gives you an idea of how high, and he had this high, piercing, screaming voice, so, um, but it was songs like that that he did that was really criticizing America and, and all sorts of places on the planet. He did things like um, songs like uh, Four Dead in Ohio. That's when four university students were shot to death for protesting. Um, he did things like uh, um, uh, This Notes for You, which was all about not falling into corporate, you know, people that would sell out and do corporate ads for Nike and stuff. He was very much against selling out and becoming a corporate guy. He sang for what he believed, he didn't want to sing to sell products. So he's done a lot of political stuff that's gotten him into some trouble, but it's also kept him uh, relevant. So if you talk to musicians, and you ask musicians, what do you think of Neil Young? And most musicians will go, oh, the great Neil Young, because he's probably been one of the most uh, I guess, uh, full of integrity and honest to himself. Well, that was an awesome performance. And so do you have anything to tell us before we finish this podcast? Oh, well, okay. Uh, significant people. I was surprised to be asked from you guys, you know, when Mr. Eugene said, oh, significant person, I wasn't really ready, uh, didn't even think about it. But, you know, narrowing it down to music, then I knew that in music, probably the most significant person for me would be Neil Young. There's other really important musicians that have influenced me, but I think he was the guy that sort of, when I was young, Mr. Neil Young and Mr. Bob Dylan were probably the two guys that sort of like, wow, this stuff's cool. This is amazing. So um, that's what got me and pulled me into music. And neither of them actually have very nice voices. You know, they're not nice singers, but, uh, but they write great music with great words that really have deep meaning. That was an awesome answer. And today I would like to thank everybody who joined in the show, but sadly we have to finish the show now. 
it's time for us to stop it. So thank you, Mr. Dave. Thank you very much. It was my pleasure. And uh, maybe we can do it again. Yes, I look forward to it. I'll, I hope that you people do too. Well, let's wait for the next podcast on Swiss Rock Radio, a place to listen, like, and learn. Thank you. Oh, one more song. I wanna live with a cinnamon girl. I can be happy the rest of my life with a cinnamon girl. It's another Neil Young song. Dreamer of pictures, I run through the night. You see us together chasing the moonlight, my cinnamon girl. Now I'm gonna leave it somehow I need another chance You see your baby loves to dance Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good work, guys.